0: If youth is wasted on the young, what can the young do to not waste their youth? I say, first enjoy it while it lasts. Being young is fleeting. Getting old seems to last a lifetime. And death is always knocking at the door. Take time to smell the roses. Smile a little bit more. And above all else, don't be afraid to take some good advice. Advice. Guidance or recommendation offered with regard to prudent future actions. Remember, it's just a recommendation. Hey, everybody. It's Jen the Builder. How is everyone? I am so super stoked to be in the studio today with such a special person. I'd love to introduce you to one of our elevators, uh, Chelsea. How are you, Chelsea? Hey,
1: Jen. I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I love this stuff. You're you're not even here with me. I am seeing you on Zoom, and we're recording yes. this on the phone. This is freaking awesome, right? <laughs>
1: It is awesome. Thank goodness
0: for technology. Yeah, for sure, um, Chelsea. I would just love for you to kind of give a soft intro to who you are, what you do, and more importantly, why you're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: What does it mean okay, to you? So, I guess I should like start from the beginning. They're probably thinking, like, "What is this girl?" Um, yeah. So I am. I'm Chelsea. I am a 27-year-old communication strategist. And to be honest with you, Jen, I'm just trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know where I'm going. I only know where I've been. I am in sunny Southern California. And, you know, one thing I've learned is that when the going gets tough, I I like to keep going. But first, and you know this because I've done this with you as a friend, but first I'm going to cry about it. (laughs) I'm going to say a little prayer. I might do a little dance. Um, I'm going to vent. And then I'm going to continue. And I think that that was one of my main purposes. The things that I wanted to participate um, or share most was just that power to keep going. Because it's not an easy skill. And I'm still learning how to do that. And there are days I fall on my face. But it's through friends and through sharing these stories of that time I fell so hard on my Mm. face and I got back up again. And hearing those stories that I think that I, I'm able to continue to do that. So if I can help anyone else out there do the same thing, then my day is made.
0: Yes. I And Chelsea, I'm going to vouch for you because for people who don't know you, they're going to be like, who's Chelsea and how do I know this is true? <laughs> um, it's funny because when we met, you were on the other mm-hmm. side, right? You would have been where I'm at and I would have been where you were at. Okay. And we just immediately meshed well, I thought. And I felt so comfortable talking to you. And I could just sense this spirit about you where you were about people. And Mm -hmm. I I love that when it's genuine and you're genuine. And for our listeners, just to let you know, even without a story, just the inspiration and the influence of Chelsea, my personal life, I went through a moment and I had shared with you that I was working on not smoking. So for the listeners today, I'm at seven months without a cigarette, and it feels so good, so good. Uh, It was hard years and years of back and forth, back and forth, and I knew that if I didn't do it, it would be the thing that would take my life, and I just could not imagine what that would be like looking at my family and thinking I could have prevented this and I chose not to. So I chose to live. Um, and you gave me a gift in the middle of all of this. Oh, and What was it?
1: Oh, your bracelet. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what it said?
0: It said, just breathe. And... I'm telling you that message and I wore it and I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea, if you got me a small or maybe it was a medium, but either way, I mean, it didn't kill my wrist, but I was like, I'm going to wear this thing. And even when I was sitting at my desk, I would kind of stretch it out a little bit every time, just so it would fit comfortably. And then eventually it did. So, but it said, just breathe. And it was just a reminder. And it wasn't just about smoking because then it, it became a message for my life at that time. Remember, stress started rising up for me, and there was all these different things. Yeah. And it was just so sweet to be known for the person, me, speaking on resilience to receive a gift from someone. And I don't get that a lot because usually people are coming to me for, you know, what if this, what what do I do with this? And it's nice to be ministered to, to be loved on, to say, hey, here's a gift. So I don't know if you knew how impactful that was and how special that was to me. And it, it really was and is still.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that that meant that, you know, that I think when you shared your story with me that you were, you know, you were going to try and stop smoking and that mm-hmm. you knew that it it was going to be impactful. You know, it was going to be a good life choice later down the line and for you now. I think what I appreciated most was that you weren't going to be a victim to smoking, right? And that was what you told me in that in that moment. And I remember I would wow. text you like I think it was your first week. Yeah. I was like, Jen, yeah, how are you? How are you hanging in there? And you're like, I'm still doing good. But I think that that's what inspired me about you was that you stood up and you were like, uh-uh, this isn't going to be for me. And then you changed your direction. Yeah. Before you even had to fall on your face, before you know the health. Um, conditions continued or worsened or anything of that matter, you got up and said, it's not going to be me. Yes. So that's what I appreciated about you in that story. And those are the types of things that I like to share with people. is just, you don't have to choose to be a victim. Terrible, terrible things can happen to you. And I mean, we see in the world that we live in today, terrible things are happening to people mm, yeah. um, daily, people of color, um, and just really all with COVID, it seems like everybody can be a victim to COVID. Um, but what I see right now and in this moment is people choosing to not be victims victim to these systems, to these illnesses. I see people wearing masks and buying masks and being good to their neighbors and also standing up for what they know in their hearts to be right and true. And so I see that as, you know, my friends and neighbors saying, we're not going to be victims to these to these things that are trying to get us down.
0: Right, right. One of um, your parts, or th- something that you've highlighted on on your on your lifeline, is rose colored glasses. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to say is, I'm just going to state the obvious. You're 27. You so if you have an imagination and you hear Chelsea's voice, she's probably exactly what you think she looks like. Super sweet. <laughs> she loves Disneyland. This is her. And, but you're very real. I have to tell you that. Like you're not this, there are people who are like fake, false positivity and it's almost ingenuine and with you it's not. So one of your themes on your lifeline is called rose colored glasses. And I think, and we're not going to go into that right now, but if you're hearing her and you're thinking she's young, what does she know? I want to say this. Wisdom doesn't have to come to people at an old age. It's true. I've seen wisdom with people who are young, and I think what a blessing to get it early on in life than later. You know what I'm saying? There's no need to say, well, in 20 years, I'll get wise because I would have lived a long life by then. When I, whoever's listening now, like you can get this now. It's not something you have to wait for. And that's the beauty of a story. And so, as you listeners um, connect with Chelsea and you feel her heart, I just want to say that Chelsea has the ability to connect with people as well. Chelsea, your storytelling and your listening abilities is so key. So, when we talk about stories and elevating your gift of listening, is priceless because I felt so comfortable talking to you. I felt when you looked at me, you understood me and you were empathetic and you did not know me, but you love me enough as a person to just care about what I was going through. So I hope that that is what the listeners pick up when they hear you. I hope your spirit, your heart, who you are just resonates through this podcast. And I, I think it will. I know it will.
1: Thank you, Jen. I appreciate that. And it's, it's interesting, because you mentioned earlier, when you and I first met, we were like reversed. like I was interviewing you mm-hmm. for our internal show at work. Right. um, And it was just, I think the hardest part for me was to be on script. Because I felt like when I was scripted, I was like, I, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to say. And right. I felt so like robotic and I was going to talk like this um, <laughs> and it didn't fly for us. So the script went out the window when you walked yes. in and we just started talking and you know what the best part was is they never scripted us again. No. And no, I never saw a script after the first show that you and I had, yeah. but I think to the point of Rose colored glasses, I think with that, ro- having rose-colored glasses is like when you're following the script and you're um, just going through things and you're accepting things as they're handed to you. Um, I mean, my at the time, I thought having rose-colored glasses is going to be the end of my world. But I mean, I ran a little off script. My life, I'm sure, went a little off script. My, my family would tell you the same thing but I appreciated it because I was able to figure out who I was and I wasn't tied to anything. And, um, I've had, you know, I think I shared with you, I had some family that, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, like everything is pink, rainbows, and sunshine, (laughs) but then there's like some truth to it too. So like the the caption is going to be like, you know, straight for the gut. And, um, I was told by a family member that I really respected that, I think I was 21, and she said, you know, you just see the world through rose-colored glasses. Like, you don't know anything. And da-da-da-da. And I was just so like, honey, no. Like, when I was 10, those were ripped off my face. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But I think having that perception of people thinking that you see the world through rose-colored glasses and actually trying to communicate what you actually feel and see and telling your truth is your way of expressing you know, these ain't rose colored, these are Ray-Bans or, you know, I mean, (laughs) everybody has their own shape and it's just a matter of figuring out which works for them at that time and that point of their life. And maybe some people aren't ready to have rose colored glasses ripped off their face, but I think the most important part is just realizing that what you see and what, you're expe- what you experience is so unique to you. And I know that's what you're trying to do here with Elevate is talk about people's unique experiences.
0: Yes, yes, and not take away from it not add to it. Uh, I want to share this before I forget. By the way, we are not scripted. And I think this is the way we just flow. I love when it's natural. I love when it's organic. Um Something that I want to talk about later and not necessarily right now is when I look at you, you're 27 and you're, does that make you a millennial, Chelsea? Yes, Yes. I am a
1: millennial.
0: Okay. So (laughs) me not being a millennial, there are things that come with it. So part of my show is team building and we, in a, a previous podcast, I talked about the judgment that we place on people, whether it be because of your culture, your, in your case, your age, um, your education, or the lack of education, your religion, right? All these things. And so I'm looking at you, and here's a millennial, and I've heard management say, oh God, she's a millennial. And usually that means you're lazy, that you're entitled, that uh, you bring stuff to the table, but it's not substance. It it has potential to be substance, but you know, they you need me to guide you. And not that, mm-hmm. that that's really what I think. So I love that you're gonna represent your millennials. And I think you are gonna paint a whole nother picture. And I want people to get to know that there is so much substance in you. And in your generation, and I can't wait to hear your voice just, um, what's the word, went projected, yeah? Just projected, mm-hmm. and not necessarily in volume, but in, in depth and understanding and the wisdom you want to spread and the love you want to give, right?
1: That's so interesting that you, you bring up that millennial word because I felt like when I first got my, my first job out of college, I feel like I, that was kind of like slapped onto my
0: forehead.
1: floor. was like millennial. Um, and I mean, being a millennial in the workforce is such an interesting space because I, in talking with my dad just yesterday, I was reminded about the fact that my grandfather only had an eighth grade or eighth grade education, Mm -hmm. but I was a small business owner. He owned a small detail shop. And he had that shop for many years and it was a successful and thriving business um, until he passed away, um, gosh, years ago now. But um, so I, I had that growing up. Um, i was the first person in my family to actually have a bachelor's degree. And then I was like, well, I'm already here. Let's mm-hmm. go for a master. So we did that too. And at the time I wasn't thinking about what this would mean for my family and things like that. But when I heard that story about my grandpa yesterday, yeah. um, I was so proud and excited about that because I would hope that, you know, he's in heaven now looking down saying like, that's that's my crazy millennial grandkid that <laughs> is has stood on my shoulders to make sure that, you know, the next generation will be like her. But the hard part about being a millennial in the workforce, I do have to say is we do have millennials that have those, um, attributes that you shared mm. um you know the ones that that maybe are lazy or the ones that are entitled yes i'm talking to some millennials that i know that can be super entitled at times but hey like you know we're we, we have a good batch and a batch that still needs work and so what mm. i like to do with my millennial friends is that I like to hold them accountable is i hope that they hold me accountable and i've been told like you're not you haven't been very creative this week um little things like that. So I yeah. feel like the best part about the best and worst part about being a millennial in the workforce is knowing what people are about you when you walk in a room, but also knowing how you're, that's the worst part. But the best part is being able to hold your other millennial friends accountable. And we hold each other up in that way. So it's like, they're one of us.
0: Right, when we see right. each other,
1: it's like a little family, a little game, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it has its battles. I mean you you know this and through work I'm sure you know how I'm viewed as the company as well. So it's 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 good days and bad days.
0: <laughs> if anyone has anything negative to say about you, chelsea they're not gonna tell me. I'm probably like the biggest <laughs> Chelsea fan. I was just on a show at work, um, for those listening and I kept calling this lovely person, Erin, who I love. So, Aaron, if you're listening, I love you. I just kept oh. thinking about Chelsea. And I kept saying Chelsea, Chelsea. Oh. It was just, yeah.
1: <laughs> we've, just, I, we've just worked together with a lot of different yeah. projects. I think that's probably why. That's oh. probably
0: why, yes. But that's a great crew. Um, I... We're going to end this in a couple minutes, I think, Chelsea. We haven't gotten to your lifeline, and I'm okay with that. I hope you aren't for this session. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Can you please tell people why they should tune in next week? What What are we bringing to the table? What okay. elevator ride so is this?
1: Here, here's how I hope to elevate your listeners, Jen, and to all of you lovely people out there. So I, I told you that, you know, when life gets tough, I like to keep going. But first I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cry, say a prayer, brew some coffee, vent to a friend, and then I'm going to handle it. And that's just kind of the mm. routine that I've built. And just like you, I'm not sure if the going is ever not going to be tough. But that's totally okay because what we don't have to do is be a victim in our own story. And in fact, we can actually leave victimhood behind and we can grow from it and we can use these setbacks. To take huge leaps forward. Um, I always think about it those little race cars you would get, you know, as a toy in a McDonald's Tappy Mill where you would pull them back <laughs> yeah. and then they would zoom forward. That's what I like to do. Mm. So, any setback, um, and I know I sound really preppy when I tell you this, but like last week I cried for probably like three days just because. I was just like, I, I felt like I was taking a huge setback. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I was kind of a hot mess express, but then um, through talking with friends and just keeping this mindset of like, you know, I'm going to take five leaps forward and telling myself that, um, this week was much better. So I feel like we can take those leaps if we just acknowledge and we know who we are and personally. Um, and so my motto is onward and upward from here. And I'd love to share my, you know, my, my story, my lifeline with those that maybe could use a little bit of that because we all have epic stories, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd love to share mine. And I want to share the lessons and discoveries that I have found in my journey that might help propel people forward.
0: I hope you've been elevated today. Thanks for taking this ride where we look up to move up. Hey. hey.